Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to Sports and Soul here on Scarapay Community Radio on 88.3 and 92.7 FM and on the tuning app in association with our Credit Union. And on today's show, we're going to be joined by well-known Clare journalist, Seamus uh, Hayes, as we sift through the, the G action of, of hurling and football of last weekend and this weekend. And Later on, we're going to be joined, as always, by Corporate Inter, Pat McNamara, who's going to talk about the rugby and soccer developments of the last week. And now we're joined on the line by well-known uh, local uh, journalist, a uh, man with over 50 years' experience, always very good to us here on Scarafay Community Radio. If you want to get any information on hurling or any game on football, these are the men to go to. Seamus Hayes, Seamus, you're welcome once again and a happy new year to you. Same to you, Leo. Thanks very much. Seamus, we start off, um, you know, the hurling season is up and running, but there's a break in the football this weekend. Uh, last weekend, you know, Clare, uh, they have two two games played, a good win at home to Loud uh, the first day. Played well last Sunday up in, 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 in Park Helton in, in, in Nevin, in, uh, but unfortunately... Uh, came a crapper with concession of some some soft goals, but where do you see Clare um, in st- terms of progression at the moment, Seamus? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Leo. You know, they, they, they have played uh, two games, as you say, played without a number of key players. You know, like David Tubbery has retired. Kieran Russell, to me, has been a massive, massive loss. Uh, now, they're hopeful he'll play some part in the Kildare game that he'll be back he has been recovering from a, a leg injury that hampered a lot of his games last year uh, but he's a key player for them uh, you know uh, against me last week Owen Cleary the captain cried off shortly before the game due to illness uh, Darren O'Neill broke his thumb and it required, uh, in the loud game and that required surgery which will have him out for the most of the league I would say Keelan Sexton uh, picked up a hamstring injury uh, in the game against Louth and he was ruled out last week and touching goals to whether he'll be able to play or not against Kildare on Sunday week, you know. So I suppose like uh, we all know Division 2 has proven to be very, very competitive over the last number of years. But players have battled each year, you know. At the start of, I'd say, every campaign for the last six years, the pundits have uh, earmarked players for relegation. And they have been proved wrong each time. And, you know, this year again, uh, they're seen as one of the likely two teams to make the drop. Uh, now, the league this year, as you know, uh, is very, very important for the teams involved in that. Uh, it, it, it will decide who's in the cha- who's when it goes into the race for the Sam Maguire Cup. Uh, you know, so teams need to finish in the top half of the league to be sure of staying in that. Uh, and that makes it all the more important. And, you know, you know, it's a very, very difficult campaign for players. They've Kildare next, uh, who are pointless after two rounds. Uh, they have a good record against Kildare, a very good record against Kildare, and have beaten them on a number of occasions in recent times. But after that, they face two of the toughest games in the division, away to Dublin and away to Derry. You know, and the last two games are against Cork and Limerick, who are in the same side as Clare in the Munster Championship. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be playing Cork uh, a couple of weeks before they meet them in the first round of the championship. And that championship game is fixed for Easter Sunday in Innes. So, you know, that's going to have a, be a big, big game when it comes around to that. But for now, they're just not looking past the Kildare game. If Clare can get something out of the Kildare game, they'll be in a great position uh, going forward for the rest of the league. But uh, it is a very, very competitive game. It's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be tough to... So hold on to their the, the status but again they're great battlers players tremendous battlers and uh, I expect them to be right in the mix 
for, for to stay in that division. Yeah, and in fairness, there's great credit due to him. You know, they're always, as you said, they're always in, in everyone's dips to go down, but they, they, they're, they're, they're the great survivors and don't ever be far away from making the playoffs either. Seamus, that win against Lout, um albeit late in the game, he's going to have a crucial yeah. bear, going to have a crucial bear later on here more than likely. I agree, I agree with you. I think to the to the super uh, super result. Um, I suppose I, all people would agree that the importance uh, that that is vital to do well in your home games in the league. And this year, Clare have four of their seven games at home. You know, so those games are vitally important if they're to stay up and stay uh, in the high up in the league. Uh, you know, and uh, that's the that's the big the, the, the big goal or, or target at this stage. And, the, the game against Laut, Laut are a good team, well managed by Mickey Hart. We saw that last week when they put Derry to the pin of the collar uh, to, for Derry to win. You know, and Derry are one of the favourites for this division. And we saw that last year, Derry got to the latter stages of the All Ireland Championship. Uh, you know, they're <coughs> a very, very strong team, powerful team, with a lot of great players coming from both the, the Blinn, who were in the All Ireland Club final, and Slack Neil, who won the All Ireland Club a couple of years ago. So, they have a great team, well managed, well coached, uh, you know, and they they struggled to beat Loud that week. So that you know that I think shows how valuable players win over Loud was. And on that day, I was at the game. Uh, you know, for a lot of the game, uh, Loud looked like the winners. But I have to say that players dominated the second half uh, in that game. Yeah, completely. Yeah, uh, they, they dominated the second half, but they didn't kind of show that on the scoreboard. But they just never gave up. They never gave up. And like when they when they when they were hit for a goal uh, shortly before the end, which put uh, Loud into a strong position, they just came back very strong, hunted impacts, and got four great points uh, in the closing minutes, all in injury time uh, to seal that win. Great sign, yeah. You know, J- Jamie Malone, who's making a habit of uh, coming up with late winners, you know, did what he did what he did against Parma last yep. year. Uh, kicked, kicked a great score to give Clare the victory and it uh, was a huge lift like the buzz that was around the county uh, and most Absolutely. support was after that game uh, it was unbelievable and you know there, there were people hanging around outside the grounds you know just talking about the game and it was definitely a great buzz well, there. always the good sign uh, to see that Seamus and for those of us Seamus our listeners and ourselves not as familiar with the scene in Clare football as you are who were the emerging players you know we, we all know the style was like Cleary and Malone and 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 probably before he retired and all the other guys kind of stalwarts on the team for a long time. Who are the uh, emerging players this year and maybe t- to come that are already you know putting their hands up for for kind of being, being future stars for Clare? You know that have replaced some of those guys who were out injured or retired. Yeah, well, uh, uh, David Sexton, you know, has got his chance in goal uh, this year uh, in this campaign. Uh, Ronan Lanigan, one of their all stars of the last couple yeah. of years. Uh, has made his debut in this league. Uh, you know, Emmett McMahon, we saw him come in last year. Uh, he's a great talent, uh, great man to kick a point. Uh, he has been playing regularly this year. There's a couple of fellas in the subs. There, uh, there are two fellas there from Curitale, Brian McNamara and Michael Gary, two very, very talented young players. Uh, um, Thomas Meenahan from the Banner Club. He's a very uh, a great talent. He's on the panel. Gerard Cashman, Corrigan, a couple of these fellas who are uh, very close to getting a run in the team, and uh, I think that you know will show uh, what they have. Uh, Shane Griffin from my own club, and this case, he's the first cousin of Am Griffin, 
uh, who was in the side. Uh, another very, very good young talent. And uh, some of these fellas are under 20 as well, and I suppose uh, they're trying to the 20 management are trying to have them as well for their and of games. course they're involved with Sigerson and, and higher level as well and, and doing well in yeah, many they're, cases they're Sigerson, at, they're Sigerson at the moment you, you all saw there yeah good, good win yeah. had very strong comments to make after the game last week you know and I can understand where he's coming from but Brian Rowland said to me there last week uh, when, I, when I spoke about if he was talking about the Fitzgibbon uh, he listed a, a number of players in his panel who have three big games in six days this week they played a part last Sunday against uh, Westmead. They're playing Fitzgibbon uh, either tonight or tomorrow night. Thursday night, yeah. They have the big game against Limerick next Saturday. You know, and, uh, he was just pointing that out, how to, to try and manage that and, and manage uh, game time for the players. And I suppose it's something that all managers, which, whether it's holding up or not, have to deal with right at the moment. And that's something that the GA will have to look at. You know, they'll have to, you know, they talk about player welfare and burn out with a, that's something that will have to be looked at. I, I think seriously and look at try to get a time a, slot, a time slot for the for those colleges competitions which won't cut across the league. Yeah, Seamus, getting back, uh, and, and that's a, a debate for another day. Maybe a couple of more weeks added onto the county yeah. calendar might might would might solve all that. Seamus, going back to the the. the the championship and the structure for the championship, and you said the division two and where you're finishing the league is very, very important. Can you just explain the the structure of the qualifying system to to get into Sam Maguire? Um, now, of course, alluding to the fact that the Telton Cup winners are already uh, guaranteed to be in it. The Telton Cup winners are already guaranteed to be in it, and uh, the the team uh, retain division two status, and particularly. The, the the top three or four in Division Two will be guaranteed to be in it. But uh, if you don't, like we say, a team from Division Three or Four who could who get to the provincial final uh, will be guaranteed to be in the in the championship proper. Uh, and as it's uh, as it's only sixteen teams, uh, like that, it would say if somebody from Division Three or Four were to get to the provincial final, uh, and depending on the draw, that of course could happen. Uh, if that did happen. Well, then somebody else will, will lose out and it will be somebody in the lower half of Division 2. And that's why the, the, the Division 2 is so competitive. Like the team that might finish fifth or sixth in Division 2, uh, you know, the bottom two teams will be relegated, of course. But the team that might finish fifth or sixth, they could lose out if a team was safe in Division 3 or 4 got to their provincial final. Uh, and that's the. Uh, and like, so nobody will know really on the league is over. The exact makeup of the group in the championship. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like at this stage, the only thing that's known is that the eight teams in Division One are guaranteed uh, to be in the race for the Summer Wild Cup, plus Westmead as winners of the Talton Cup last year. And now that's nine teams, so there's seven more that that, that, that would be in. So the top four uh, in Division Two are more or less guaranteed. So that's nine and four teams. So there's three more to get in. Uh, there may be the, the there may be the fifth and sixth team in Division Two if somebody else doesn't get doesn't uh, final, yeah. doesn't get the provincial mm-hmm. final. Though, so. And I suppose maybe looking looking at the at the teams that could make a breakthrough. I suppose Westmead are in Division Three. They were probably would have been one of the teams maybe that might have been. But they're already in. But, they're, but I'm saying I'm three. saying that they're already in. So that's probably a, a bonus. One, one, that's a bonus mm-hmm. anyway. I suppose Kevin yeah. probably going by. Yeah, or they, they could could produce a Kevin, shock up. Kevin, 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 Kev
yeah, Kevin Fermena, Fermena are known to pick out results and depending on the way things go uh, in, in, the, in, in, in their division, uh, they could well be they could well be in contention. Yeah. yeah, you know they would seem to be they, they would seem to be the the, the strong teams like, like Longford won the 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 O'Borden. the the, 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 the uh, preseason league uh, the beast. To beat uh, Laut in the, in, in the final of that, and they're in Division Three. Uh, even though I know they got well walloped last week now, but they had won their first round. Uh, potentially, they could challenge. They could uh, the challenge depending on what way the draw goes in Leinster. Yeah, it is so, going to, there's, uh, going, there's going to be a lot of twists and turns before this thing is played out. Anyway, Seamus, there's no doubt about that. No, no doubt in the world about that. And I suppose the other thing, uh, with so little time between the completion of the conclusion of the league and the start of the championship. You know, teams have to be more or less near their top forum. You know, for the for much of the for much of the league, and I suppose that's what's making the league uh, so competitive at the moment and so attractive. We all saw the the crowd, the massive crowds at a lot of the venues last weekend. But, you, we're, we're but, say, but I'd say we're heading that way again this weekend. Like there are talks already of twenty thousand expected for players in Limerick on Saturday night in the Holland, you know, yeah. Mm. In the holding, and like there's, there's a lot of uh, big games over the next couple of weeks, and it'll attract huge crowds. And of course, so the, I, the, I the, 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 the attraction of the lights is another thing too, and you know it is, you know, great to get, out, is, great to get people from out. From a spectator, from a spectator point of view, like the, you know, it's wonderful. The GA followers are really getting great value at the moment, and with so many games being televised across a variety of channels, um, you know, it, 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 it's definitely fantastic from that point of view. And, uh, and those of us who love Gaelic games, we have no shortage of, uh, of games to watch. No, there's no other. But Seamus, finally, before we leave the football scene, um, the Glynn withdrew during the week. They withdrew, the, the Derry champions withdrew their um, objection against Kilmacourt Crokes. I suppose there's probably a decision that was always going to end up this way. I think so, because I don't, even though a replay was ordered, I don't ever. Uh, I, I never expected the game or a replay to take place because I think it was going to go on and on and uh, to, to the appeal had been lodged and uh, it was probably going to go further to the yeah. DRA and to be debated. And, you know, I think the good was gone out of it really. I think even uh, even if the team did agree to replay, there would never be the same the same interest in it, if you like, or to never, to never have worked out. To start the way it happened and I think as a problem, uh, I think the officials have to take the blame, not the teams so much. Although, although Kim McCord must take some of the blame, but I think the sideline officials will have to take uh, t- take part in the blame because you know the, the, they have to hold up there, and I think we're seeing that now in the league game. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of it, it kind of led it, led into last Saturday evening anyway. They were on, had last weekend they were on the ball anyway. There's like no the, doubt. Like the like, like the Anthony Nash rule in holding and the penalties, I think, and the free taking. You know that they will now yeah. they will now sort of make adjustments in order to make sure it doesn't happen again. Like they did with the twenty one yard free. That's right. I, I word is that the referees were called in and, and instructed to to make sure that this yeah. is the the the. the, the, the there's no pick up from here on in. If you learn from your mistakes, but it's a good thing if you learn from your mistakes and they do take action now and make sure it doesn't happen again. I suppose it has been a good thing from that point of view then in the long run, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's so much happening now that you have to be on your toes. Absolutely. Yeah. The fourth official has a big role to play now. There's no about that. The amount of subs you can use as well is maybe causing, you know, that wasn't there one yeah, time, just three subs and it was easier. You know, just, you know there's a lot nowadays. Yeah, a lot for a ref to handle, in fairness. 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot for referee to handle, but I suppose he has more help with the between the fourth official and all that. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the referee just has to insist on play stopping until the guy, yeah. until yeah. the guy, the same player has come up. Yeah. Simple enough. They can do it in other sports. that can be done in in GA. Yeah. Seamus, yeah. Seamus turning to the, the hurling, and of course this weekend there's no better match to to wit the appetite of, of of supporters here, Shannon side or on this side of, of the country. But a clear Limerick challenge, no matter what, is if it's already a challenge, or anything, Seamus, it it, it kind of it gets the blood going, don't it? Certainly does. As you say, even if it's only a challenge, there'll be a crowd at it. There'll be interest in it. There'll be fellas. Uh, you know, there'll be strong challenges. There'll be, you know, it'll be full blooded. Yeah. And especially as, as I said again, with the championship, not that far away. And Limerick suffered a one point defeat last week. They'll want to get, they'll want to get points on the board. Even though the, I, I would say they're not overly worried about whether they win the league or not but certainly they'll want to get points on the board particularly against Clare they, they know they'll have a big following there and they won't want to let their followers down uh, and it should be a big test for Clare because you know Clare have they're blooding a lot of players at the moment between the Munster League and last weekend and you know they've, they've kind of left the big guns out you know we haven't seen Tony Kelly and Shane O'Donnell John Conlon of these fellas yet so we'll see them this weekend we to be seeing uh, with Tony was in the subs last weekend so I presume uh, he'll be likely to to make to, appearance see some action this week you know but if he, the young guys are doing well at the moment uh, some of the fellas that have come in like Matt Rogers is really settling in well um, getting great scores I see he was named on the on the holding team of the week yeah. so, you know it's, it's good great to see Aidan McCarthy back you know Absolutely. after the injury which kept him out for much of last year so um at that point, you know, this would be a huge test for Clare. There's no doubt about that because they'll be up against the forum, the forum team, the team that, that dominated holding. And uh, the other, I suppose, they're, they're, they're beginning to introduce a few new fellas as well, like young Colin Cox did very well last mm-hmm. week. Uh, and uh, he, he is a good young talent. Uh, you know, English, uh, another fellow up front is a good talent. They're behind a young fellow there, Sean McMahon, who's just out of college as holding. So they have young fellas coming through. Uh, you know, and Richie English is back uh, in, in, in the side. So, be interesting to certainly be interesting to see uh, where it's going to go. And come here, you, as you speak of Mark Rogers, uh, men here uh, from the local club here in Scarif, Seamus, and uh, to, look at a tremendous, a tremendous player. But you know, as, as you said, you spoke to Brian Lohan earlier. Three matches in six days at the level he's going to be playing. Now, okay, last Sunday with West Mead was only a kind of a. a a warm-up job as we'll call it but a Sigurdsson semi-final or a Fitzgibbon semi-final on a Thursday night in an important league game like that on a Thursday evening do you see him playing Saturday. playing on Saturday evening Seamus or do you think he'll get the break? I you know I have a feeling I have a feeling they'll, they'll, they'll play him um, that's my guess as soon when he comes through okay I'll be no that's my that's my feeling because he is such a talent uh, and uh, you know he's, he's fast becoming one of the key players you know, and, and you can nearly rely on him for uh, some key scores in the game. So from that point of view, uh, I think that they'll want to play him now. Then again, in fairness, uh, when I was talking to Brian last week, he, he seemed very worried and conscious of the amount of game time some of these fellas that are in the colleges team have been asked to, 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 to fulfil at the moment. So, uh, you know, he, he'd want to protect him as well because he'd certainly want him for the championship and he won't want to do anything that might burn him out. So, it's a difficult one, a very difficult one for management. So I, I, I think he'll see some action on Saturday evening. That would yeah. be my, 
it could be a reason also if he wants to maybe spare them a little bit that he will maybe bring some of the old stages back like Tony Kelly gets maybe a half a half and you know I don't know Shane O'Donnell is, is back on the scene yet Seamus I, I don't know he's not joined them yet I, 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 I'm not sure I don't, I, I don't think so but uh, you know I think you know they're, man, they're managing some of the more senior fellas yeah. uh, who are doing doing their own training as well as everything else and they're trying to get them all back into top gear uh, it's a thing I this is where the strength and conditioning coaches come in and all this you know you have to try and manage all these fellas and, uh, in the hope that you'll have them right come time and I suppose the other thing that has to be watched this week now that we mentioned Matt Rogers is uh, and, and uh, assuming that they were to win on Thursday night there's a final to be played if it's given in you know uh, probably sometime next week and you know that, that's a big thing for the for the for fellas as well you know to have a Fitzgibbon Cup medal in your collection you know the Fitzgibbon or the Sigerson as it is in football uh, they're, they're a huge part of of, play, of GA players lives you know and they all want to they all want to have a medal in their pocket and uh, I see that with you will now that now that they're back in the final, having lost last, last year, like you will wouldn't ha- have too many just given cup medals. Or, or sorry, Sigerson, yeah, medals, you know, mm. they wouldn't have been seen as a force in the football world. Uh, so you know, they, those players will want, uh, will want every chance to try and well, win a medal like that. You know, and um, yeah, it's a tremendous, it's a, it's a tremendous honour. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, I think the G, the G are going to have to. They're going to have to earmark a time for for these colleges competitions because no, no they are a huge part of, of of GA players' lives. Whether it be second level colleges like the Hafty or the or the Courtney Murray, uh, you know, uh, and, and now the the Fitzgibbon or the Sigerson, you know, they, they have a big role to play in the GA, and I think that GA officials will have to come up with some system where they won't be clashing with the league, or that you know maybe they have to maybe start the league a week or two later. And, maybe bring the colleges game forward a week you know but they're going to have to try and do something so that they want to train both the same week yeah, it's a it's a dark task, and look at it is a scheduling problem, and and look at it can there's no doubt it can be sorted. It will just take heads to come together and and that and sort it out. Seamus, looking at, at the other games this weekend in in, in the hurling, and I suppose the next one that comes out is Toronto has to be the big game of Kilkenny and 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 Tipperary, two new managers with Ling and 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 Liam Cahill, well you know taking over their own counties for the first time. You know Kilkenny um, had a. a, a, a Tough and tough match against Anthem last week. Tipperary had a facile victory over Leash. Again, these teams need no introduction. Although this will be played at championship fervour as well, or, or, or maybe oh, just as maybe chart of it. No, I told you the right will be again. A bit like Clare and Limerick, Kilkenny and Tipperary, they don't say anything when they meet each other. Uh, you know, Derek Ling uh, is the new face. The black, I suppose he is. A, it's a huge task for him following. Brian Cody with the record Brian Cody has, you know, and the amount of success that Brian Cody had, and Derek Ling is going into it without a couple of key players who, you know, a couple of players who have taken time out, whether they're going travelling or what, uh, you know, a couple, a couple of players who are team up to now. But uh, then he he played last week. He didn't. I don't think he used too many to better here as if any at all. Uh, so I say he'll be and goes back into it now uh, in the next week. Uh, Dean Cahill obviously has is trying out uh, a number of new players as well. Uh, you know, he's trying to blend 
and blend them into the mix with the with, with the more seasoned players. Like it's great to see from a hundred point of view, great to see Patrick Bonner back in action last week. Uh, you know, he's a he's a powerful player and has a lot has a lot to offer the game. I suppose being Canada's come up with a few new ideas like moving Michael Green to full back. Uh, but seemingly he played there he very play- successfully as a minor. Yeah, he played under Asia, uh, yeah. Yeah, Dundrez, but like, and he seems to be doing well since he went, since he went in there now. Uh, I suppose Tip have a lot of, uh, he's a lot of choices, I suppose. He's a lot of decisions to make uh, as to who the best players are for the best positions. And, you know, those fellas coming back into it now, maybe that had, hadn't been in it for the last year or two, and they're challenging hard now for places again. So uh, it, that'll be an interesting game, uh, a game that'll attract a big crowd again. Uh, and obviously, Four teams will want to, neither of them will want to sleep up to the other. So, uh, it's one that everybody will be looking closely at. Yeah, for sure, there's no doubt about it. Then the next big one, another big one, Seamus, we opened Salt Hill, now Cork and Galway. Galway have came, claimed the first silverware of the year with the Welsh Cup win over um, Wexford last weekend, and maybe the same old failings for Wexford, their shooting uh, melee is continuous. Cork? You know, they'll be cock a hoop after coming back. You know, all nearly all but didn't bury it at half time and come back and and irrespective of the team that Limerick had out, to, to beat Limerick we'll do bundles oh, for their confidence. Certainly and to come back to come back like they were well down at one stage and uh, I think Pat Ryan seems to be getting a lot, getting better uh, performances out of the Cork players. Uh, you know, than the previous management for some reason. He the the they seem to be hungry and playing well. Now, like you can only look at Pat Horgan uh, and the, you know the performance he put in last week. Robbie O'Flynn will be a loss. Hopefully, he won't be out for too long. Uh, but he 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 was playing very well. But then there's a few other players to come into, like Seamus Hamlin. He hasn't hasn't uh, featured been seen yet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think uh, you know there's a few players like that to come into. But certainly, we all know Cork have holders. When Cork have some 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 very talented holders, and for Cork. To be out of the limelight for uh, a few years now uh, is like an eternity to them. So uh, there's a huge hunger for success in Cork. And uh, uh, from that point of view, I think that they will be going all guns out for this one. You know, Galway, equally, there, there's a hunger for success there. Conor Freeland and these fellas are holding well. And, you know, a few, I don't think Conor Cody and a few of those guys haven't, haven't uh, featured yet. Features yet, and they have, they have to come into the scene. So you know, it has the makings of another great contest and, and a, sh- another one that will hurt the appetite. Seamus, just speaking of Galway briefly there, opposite the Henry Shefflin thing caused great excitement with Cody and all that when they met there uh, last last time out, last couple of times they met. Now that that's all gone, do you see that uh, Galway are becoming kind of a you know a, a more of a competitive, more of a battling side? The Kilkenny way, the only way Shefflin have known through Cody's years. Do you think that they have changed and are probably going to be harder to beat under Kish Shefflin? Because we always know that gifted players who often flopped on the big day. Do you see a change that Shefflin is bringing there? Yeah, I do. And I think this is a huge year because, you know, he, he'd have taken last year maybe to get to know the players and settle in with. Yeah. Uh, and then in the off-season, I'm sure he made, I'm sure he made plans to, you know, to find out more about these players and I suppose the to, to, to get closer to them and, and, and find out what's, what's required. So I expect big things from them this year. You know, the, this is the year where they, they have to deliver, if you like, for him this year. You know, if they're going to make it, they have to come up with some title. 
Yeah. And, uh, a number of their players that are around a long time yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from that point of view, and like they haven't, we all the the Galway have an awful lot of hurling talent. I suppose the big task facing him and his management team is uh, to to get the best fifteen on the field or the right fifteen, you know, because you know the, there'll be some players who'll be disappointed at mm. the end of the day when they won't make the first fifteen because you know they have so many to come in and um, the, they certainly have talent and they have big men. Uh, you know, and they're capable of matching anybody any given day. So, from that point of view, uh, they will have a there's a there's a lot to to look forward to because he has to get results this year, and I think he will get he will get results. And they they, they seem to be getting uh, or what I say, they seem to be more that bit more physical as well. And uh, you know, they're not backing off anybody. Yeah, he's gone for the big. I mean, you know, he's give, he seems to be giving Jason Flynn from you know his mm, run as well. Anyone that can win yeah. the ball, yeah, for sure. That's another good game for right, Salt. Yeah, he, he, they're gone, gone for the big. I mean, I suppose you know physicality is a big part of the game. Simple, simple as that. And fellas have to be able to take knocks and give knocks, you know. And 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 from that point of view, if they're all gone for they're all gone for big men now. Most of them now are six foot. Most of them, fifteen players in every team are. And the six foot mark and their agile and fashion. Cork are similar uh, too, actually. Hat Ryan doing the same thing, yeah. you would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And, and the other thing is, it's going to be interesting to see how Dublin do this year. You know, there, there was a bit of a fight. Like in the last couple of years, a Dublin team that would have gone 1 5 or 1 6 to nothing down, uh, I think would have, cap- would have capitalized mm-hmm. and wouldn't have, wouldn't have fought back. You know, and I think that's a. Maybe that that's showing what Michal don't know who has suffered that the way they fought back last week in Dungarvan. Yeah, and there's no doubt you could see the the uh, watching even from on the, on the on the on the highlights of the game you could see that the the selectors no Larkin and Fanny Ford were hiding back. Michal might have been saying a whole lot, but Fanny Ford and, and no Larkin were definitely uh, there to be heard. And you know a good result for Dublin. You know. It's Dungavan is going to be a hard place to go, as you well know, Seamus, for anyone that goes down there. And, you know, the crowd is on top of you. It's a tighter pitch. You know, it's like league games of all, really. But, you know, that was a, you know, a good win. And, and, and you know, even though Waterford only finished with, 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 with 13 players, it was a good draw for Dublin, shall we say. I thought it was a great, a great point for Dublin, because especially after the start that, that they made, like, you know, it was a great point for Dublin. Uh, and uh, I know that Waterford... According to Davey, we were happy because of the fact that they finished, out, finished on level terms despite being down to 13 minutes for the last 10 minutes or whatever. Uh, so, like, there's a lot, there's a, there's a, there's, there's a lot at stake. I see there was a bit of an exchange there between, and, not an exchange, but Anthony Daly made a comment about the two of that the league doesn't mean that much to the Hadith yeah. teams. Davey came out and said the opposite. I think it does. The league means a lot. Like it still does. I know the championship is the main one, but like you tell me that Dublin, that wouldn't be, it would be a massive, uh, massive success for Dublin if they were to win the league. Just not absolutely. No, yeah. they, ha- they haven't much won in holding tournaments since, other than the Linfield Championship when Anthony Daly was with them. So from that point of view, it would be massive. And like I'd say, Claire wouldn't say no to a league like that. That I don't there's not too many league middles around players either. No, that 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 that's for sure. And I suppose finally then okay, you'd expect Watford to beat Leeds this weekend, Dublin to beat Antrim. Although Antrim could cause them a, a problem. You've West Mead Wexford are an enigma, Seamus. You know, they 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 play so well against Kilkenny and then they come out in and look like they're going to put on the blaze of glory against Westmead and then gone. Oh, yeah, the, the, and I know I know there's a few key players to come in like Lee Chin and a few of these guys 
But like that, I don't know, as you say, that they're an enigma, no, but like you just don't know what you're going to get from Wexford one day. Like in the first half last, last Saturday, I was watching the game. They played some marvellous hurling in terms of the pace and the movement uh, and the, the early points that they got. Which they wasn't even there, they wasn't seen in the second half. That's right. The totally, they totally capitulated altogether mm-hmm. in the second half. But now I know this time of the year, we don't know, sometimes some clubs or some teams uh, do a savage week's training, the week of a game or whatever. Uh, the, because at the end of the day, the training and the preparation is all aimed at the championship, the first round of the championship. Uh, you know, and that's the, that's the big one. But we would have a lot to have a lot to prove. You know, they're just there's no consistency there for a while, and that's something that they're going to have to to to, to, to correct if they're going to go places. Seamus, this year in the with the leagues, their semi-finals. Uh, I don't think myself is a good idea to put an extra game coming in close to the championship, and where players maybe right, probably right. need to. Play. I, 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 I don't see there have been. He's going to probably keep more teams in contention up to the last match, but in hindsight, he, this could be a, a, a not a good move, Seamus. I agree with you. I, you know, the 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 two te- the two teams that are top could if they play the final. Or, you know, you could go back to whoever is top at the end of the league campaign after all it is the league, whoever is the whole point. It would be the tail winners. I know it's, it's, it's to be nice, I suppose it's nice to have a final because you can have a presentation and, and of a cup and things and have something like that. But uh, I agree with you. I, I, I think that having two semi finals is putting extra pressure on players. The schedule is exceptionally tight as it is. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of players picking up injuries and eagle injuries and. Um, counties will want everybody fit for the championship and uh, you know I, there'll be some counties who won't worry about the league if they get to the semi-final they'll just have held their status in whatever division they're in uh, and mightn't put in a bit of an effort because at the end of the day the championship is what it's all about Yeah and indeed it's going to come very very as you said it comes on very quick after the league so look we're up and running at full tilt Seamus thanks very much for, for, for your inside knowledge on, on all and football and hurling tonight and look we look forward to get more of your views as the season progresses thanks a million Seamus no for joining us Any time at all you're welcome Thank God you very much Seamus. God bless Ok God bless Alright You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpic Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Seamus Hayes for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarpay Community Radio. We move from uh, the sport of hurling and, and, and football GA in matters in particular to... The sport of rugby and another big, big, big in, weekend on the rugby calendar. We had a, a great start off with Michael Madden previewing last week. As he said, Ireland would beat Wales by 20 points. He wasn't far off. But I tell you, even in the early second round, we nearly have a championship decider this weekend uh, here in, in the Aviva with Wales coming to town. Uh, Pat, Ireland and Wales, this has the smell of a decider. Ireland and France has, I suppose. You know, uh, and I'm kind of aware because I've heard art- seen articles and heard radio, you know, news news bulletins there, or sports bulletins, I should say, during the week, calling it the decider. And I suppose if the other countries were listening in, or the managers, but you'd say that motivation enough to pin it up in the wall, that we're not, Scotland isn't considered, England are kind of being dismissed. I know England uh, were, 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 were beaten the last day, anyway, but luckily, but... Um, 
you know, even Italy, to put up a savage performance, I suppose, it's a bit dismissive of them to say they mightn't be involved in the championship, but still, you know, there's four games to go, like, but obviously the two number one and two teams in the world are, are, are Ireland and France, so it's a massive match to look forward to. Um, you know, you, you have mixed feelings on whether we should try our level best to beat them now and try our level best to beat them every time we meet them. It's a World Cup year. Do you put all your eggs into the Six Nations? I, you do. I think rugby is a game where you can't hold back. Uh, I would think. Well, the, the World Cup is eight months away. I know it's eight months yeah. away, but I'm just saying, you know, can you? It's a question of peak, peak. and Ireland have peaked so well. No, there was never a World Cup, uh, I suppose, at home, uh, close to home, when we were maybe in such good form for it, but uh, form going in. But look, um, there was a lot of to admire uh, in, the, in the Welsh victory, apart from the period when we forgot to play it the first half of the second half. Um, I mean, Attacking, attacking wise, we have an awful lot of options and a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, I suppose, different ways to attack. Whether it be through the the line out mall, or whether it be out the wings, whether we have Keenan running and carrying a forward, whether we have one off runners, we have a lot, a lot going on in that line, and it's, it's great to see Ireland with so many ways to play and and keeping the opposition unsure. France, I definitely think France took uh, it were complacent against Italy. I'd say Gelty could not get it into his players' heads that this was a, a, a going to be such a tough game, and I think they found it hard to react. You know, you know, from a hurling game, Leo. If you're playing a team, you think you're going to win easily enough, and at half time, but for a five points down, it's not that easy to switch it on, uh, even in a club game. So, um, massive game, um, a lot at stake. Obviously, as I said, the confidence I suppose of winning is something we'll be looking for, well. Will help you obviously through the through the Six Nations. First of all, if Ireland could be unbeaten after two games, I think it could be the the platform for maybe going on to win it. Um, it's a home game, obviously. There'll be massive, massive atmosphere at the Aviva later on, and uh, huge game to look forward to. But uh, it's what I wouldn't be certainly sure of because France will have to respond to you. Pez, in my mind, looking at this game, I don't think it's a game Ireland can afford to lose. You know, yeah, for, for, yeah, for, for many factors. You know, you want to say that there. You want to set, you want to set down a, a marker for, for for games later on in the year. You know, good point. Your your Six Nations could very very quickly fall away from you following a defeat. You know, because you have Scotland who are playing. I think lovely rugby under 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 Townsend. He has very finally put his stamp on, a stamp on them. You know, England aren't going to be. You know, they were already a score away from beating Scotland exactly. at the same time. Yeah. You know, Bartwick is going to change things around there. There's no, you know, he's he's already in the job if you if you wait days as they say, you know. And, exactly. And of course, you basically as well, like you know. So I think this game, I only can't afford to lose, Pat. No, and and, and I, I suppose look at. They say that the word momentum is used an awful lot in modern day sport. It's used in rugby. It's used in all the sports now. Winning gives you momentum, etc. And you know, the winning habit. Everybody wants to be in it. And as I said. I suppose it would be also a bad thing for people to get distracted by the World Cup. That's something that's far away. Maybe live for the moment. And as if you start thinking ahead as well in sport about the next games later on, that's when you get caught yourself. So I think you're right. I think Ireland should keep, try and keep winning, obviously. And I mean, that's in all their heads. I know the players want to win. And I know, uh, you know, Farrell and all them, the, the whole thing is geared towards beating France and keep winning every single game. But it's going to be seriously tough. And I think France will have to respond because I'd say their fans would have been very disappointed with last weekend, you know, uh, to uh, you know, almost be eaten by Italy, um, who people don't really rate, being honest about it. And um, so... Friend, the friends, you know, the team they have and the squad they have is capable of responding. They have a massively powerful pack, massive powerful pack. And every one of those guys have, have good hands as well. They're able to carry the ball, they're able to, you know, offload, they're able to, you know, to drive drive through, drive through on one-off runs and 
quick on the quick rock ball and of course the backs they have you know starting with starting with Intermec and of course Dupont himself it's yeah. an unbelievable old half pair there it's going to be some battle uh, Dupont and, and Intermec against yes. the experience of Sexton and Murray exactly and you know fair play to Conor Murray he stepped in the last day when he wasn't maybe thinking he was going to be involved at all well, he went on the muscle team two he weeks wasn't, exactly and uh, showed his experience I know a lot of people say that you know he takes a bit of extra time to get the ball but having said that that's made up for his defence is very very solid he's always capable of making a bit of a break himself his boxing making at times is very good Titan may be consistently good sometimes a bit too far ahead and not high enough but in general you know He's a wise old head to have around the place. Uh, we saw when Casey came on, the scrum got turned around to, and he, he went to the wrong side altogether. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, show cover himself in glory. I think Gibson Park is a loss and a big loss. I, I think that fellow brings a lot to the team, Leo. Uh, but he's, he's missing, so that's about it. So you can't, you can't put, put, do any more about that. For long, still loss. The big thing about the Irish team is, well, world number one, deservedly so, based on all the results of the beaten all the top teams, apart from France now in the last 12 months. That, and that's another feather they'll want in their cap. And Farrell will also want that in his cap. He hasn't beaten France yet. But we are the one squad, I think, maybe Scotland and Wales will be similar, that cannot have two or three of our top players injured on a regular basis. Uh, we now have Kilcoyne. Now, I say Kilcoyne won't let them down. He's in because Burnley is out or because um, Keane Healy. Healy is out. Uh, Finley, Finley Bielham is doing well uh, and did OK the last day with, with, without Furlong. But that's one, front row is one place, practically propping both tight head and loose head, is one place we don't want to have too many injuries. We seem to be blessed with hooker, I mean, uh, hookers at the moment. I mean, we know, I mean, I, I think Dan, Dan Sheehan is an outstanding, he's going to be a world-class player, and I heard him saying that during the week, I think, was it, was it uh, Keith Wood says he has, there's no end to how good he can be. And the man he replaced was a fabulous player. Was probably the, and he's going to be the best hooker in the was, world. Was well. going to be. Um, Ronan Keller. Ronan Keller. So he's he's back he's back in the fold as well isn't he back as number he two is, yeah, yeah, yeah which is great so injuries are something we, we we can't do without but look at it, it's 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 a big big ask to escape injury against the top teams and the way Ireland I suppose have to kind of fight for everything and we have to throw some bodies in the line too and we're not maybe as big in some places I think we are probably a little bit prone to getting injuries but that's part of it but look the squad is strong um, and Pat you know, you know to cover your time about the squad I mean, that's the whole a, thing the man they made a huge contribution for me last, last Saturday when he came in again Wales when there was little gaps beginning to be Bundyaki absolutely obviously there's a problem with him and his, friend, his friends in, in Connacht but um, uh, Bundyaki brings you um, power in the middle of the field and abrasiveness and he also has you know he also has a you know a man that can carry the ball and find that gap um, you're right, absolutely. I suppose when Robbie Hinshaw comes back, it'll make that a very strong part for us as well. But as I said, there's nearly always one of them injured yeah. between Hinshaw, Ringrose, uh, Aki, and of course, the man from the north, McCluskey, uh, doing very, very well. Solid, solid operator. And that's, that's the difference, Leo, with the Ireland of now and the Ireland of 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago. There seems to be a fair bit of cover in all positions. Um, Keenan is playing out of his skin fullback. He's again, we're talking about the best. I suppose when we are number one team in the world, you must be looking at three or four outstanding only world class players. Keenan is now world class. Caelan Doris, Vander Fleer, um, and even the, as the young Sheehan, the, the, the hooker. So we have those players, the replacements doing the job. Even Conan coming in again. Yeah, and a, 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 a British and Irish Amazing. Lion. Amazing, yeah. And if men coming towards the end of his career, an awful lot of good there. But France are highly dangerous in the Aviva this weekend. Um, 
as a, they have great power, strong squad, great management, and I think they'll be hunger, hungering to just make up for what they'll see as a slip up against this lead, and they won the game. And uh, I think it's going to be a massive, massive game. And I'd say they'll be, they'll be again, they'll be watching the low, low, southern hemisphere as well as the northern hemisphere because these are two two teams that will be. Among the favourites for the World Cup, no, no question about it. And I'm sure South Africa and, and Australia and New Zealand in particular, those three, and maybe Argentina, will be watching very closely. This is a game that has a, a worldwide attention. Pat, you said an awful lot, but you didn't say who you thought was going to win. What do you think is going to win? I think, I think Ireland will win it. Uh, that's because I'd like to see them win it, first of all. That might be the half rule in the head. But, uh, you know, there were weaknesses in France that Italy showed up, you know, their defensive structure wasn't great. Now, I'm not an expert on it, but you're listening to the comments during the week and the fact that they conceded scores to Italy in the way they did and the fact that the game was so tight um, and that Italy wouldn't, you wouldn't have felt Italy were one of the greatest attacking sides around. The fact that they conceded so much to them and also they found it hard to handle them up front gives me a, a thought that maybe France have vulnerable areas and there's no better men than Farrell to find them. Yeah, so, and I think it. Ireland have the players to shove into them and create the scores and you know if there's an arbalist up front I think we should hold our own as well so I think we'll just shade it but again that might be the heart rule in the head of it um, I'd say a one score game no question with five minutes to go there'll probably be three or four points in this yeah, game yeah there won't be much in it there's yeah. no doubt Pat we, one thing we didn't speak about at all was Wales right and mm. Gatlin not the best return now I don't think he'd be over disappointed maybe with the performance he, well he's not going to say he's in it but yeah. there was aspects of the player that you know they did dominate Ireland for parts of the game to say that maybe you know that he has a bit no he has work to do he has a lot of work to do there's no doubt about that but it didn't be on doubt the possibility that they'd overturn Scotland this well weekend. absolutely I mean Scotland the most unpredictable games in, in the Six Nations are Scotland or Wales-Scotland games. I've, there's been three games between them. There's been games that when Wales were going good, Scotland overturned them. When Scotland were going good, Wales overturned them. Whether it be Murrayfield or whether it be in the, I was going to say the Arms Park, the Principality Stadium, isn't it? Um, again, I think we saw two sides of Wales. They were awful in the first half against us. I, I can imagine the rest room at half time they got an almighty hair dryer treatment I felt in the second half Ireland were also expecting Wales to come at them Ireland kind of sat back a bit Wales certainly had to up it and they did up it big time in the physicality stakes and their straight running stakes and they drove us back a good bit so I mean they have disability in the team I know their club teams aren't by any means going great but their, their, their national team has always been better than some of the four of the four parts of the, of the club scene they've always been able to put out 20 good good players they've obviously Traditionally, I suppose it's their, it's their number one sport and they pride themselves in it. So, Wales, any given day, they're dangerous. So, that's why I'm saying there's a, a bit of rugby to go on this year. Um, Scotland, Scotland impressed everybody. And I think everybody, I suppose, was even more impressed because everybody loves to see him beating England, especially with a late try. And uh, with Hogg there and, and Van, Van der Swervers are calling him now. What, what an individual try that was there. Was that as good an individual try as you've seen for many years? In my case, certainly. Pat, he's a fair player. There's no doubt about that. You know, he, he has pace. And the one thing, you know, you often get a winger. It may be not able to defend. He's well able to oh defend. God, yeah. He's well able to defend as well. He's well, a big man, you know. And even from that part of the world, I think, the, the defending arts are as important to him as the attacking arts. There's no doubt know. about it. Yeah. But I think, for Scotland as well, Pat, the dynamic between Townsend and, and Russell seems to have changed completely. You know, mm-hmm. Russell has fallen into what he's done. Even though, look at, he does try, he does try the most amazing, the ones, things, yeah. most amazing things. He's got to get caught, not about, not about that. But, you know, and I suppose he's, 
what a, what a, what a player that Ben Healy, the Munster man that's gone over there, has to learn. He, he, he's in top-class um, company over there. He will learn a lot. Absolutely. But, you know, Scotland, they're always a very good team to watch in my book, you know. But looking forward to, to, to the, the battle with Wales, because you're right off Wales, as you well know, at your at, at Oh, at I your think crown. it'll be a most enjoyable game. I think it'll be probably an open game. But, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be probably a high-scoring game as well. And uh, as I said, I think Scotland will probably win it. But it wouldn't surprise you to hear that Wales completely transformed themselves. I haven't I haven't seen the the, the liner of the team yet. There could be a good few changes maybe. Um but you know, if Scotland what they need now is consistency. They've had one brilliant result against England. They showed signs of being of being uh, they showed halves last year have been very, very good for yeah, certain they're, halves they're, again. As Michael consistency Madden, now. Michael, Michael Madden last week, Edinburgh going well in the Champions Cup too. Yes. You know, there is a change there is a change up there, there's no doubt about that. Yes, but um, um so I'd, I'd be tipping Scotland to win that, and I, I think I think when Ireland do go, to, regardless of today's result, I think when Ireland go to Scotland, as we do go in a couple of weeks' time, I think that's a, a big banana skin for us, and that's why I'm saying tomorrow or today, sorry, it mightn't be the just tis, tis, isn't the guaranteed championship decider. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed a triple crown match anyway already before you. True. Before, before you, that's right. It is guaranteed before you, that before you go at all. Of you don't know, the results yeah. of today. Yeah. A, a follow on, and of course, then you have. England, literally, potentially, potentially a wooden spoon game, you know, would, would you love to say it? But so we are. I think you just wanted to say England and a wooden spoon in the same sentence there, Leo. But we all, you know, I suppose England means so big, so many clubs, so many players to pick from. There's a, I don't know, there are 100,000 nearly senior adult rugby players in England. There's something massive anyway, because uh, the population is there and the clubs are big and as it, the money is there as well. So I suppose, and the fact that People like to see England beaten in team sports because they have uh, uh, been dominant for uh, at different times, and uh, there's a political side to it and all that, which we won't go into now. So, I think um, Italy will have certainly been buoyed by their result in Rome the last, not the result, but the performance in Rome the last day. Um, but you know, you'd be feeling they'd be kicked back from England. I mean. They're a frightened team to watch it. When the likes of Genji and them are going forward at pace, Leo. They will be good. Build on, if they could build on, on, the, on the good points and be maybe more accurate in their finishing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of strengths in England. But whether Barswick is... The yeah, only thing he hasn't long enough is to put his own stamp on them and put a pat on their play and draw, keep them kind of maybe inclined to be not be splash boom all the time and maybe just a little bit more finesse. But that takes time to work out. But look at You could never write them off either. And... Um, Actually, funny. I looked at the game last week and I saw Dan Cole coming on, and Dan Cole was. Dan, <laughs> I was looking Dan Cole again, like you know, considering Finley Beelham is Ireland's cover prop, and yes, here's Dan Cole. If it had, had been twisted and turned upside down last year, and here he's back in, back in, back in I, again. I met, a, I met an English supporter last Saturday night, Ben Kelsey, or uh, Ian Kelsey. He lives on Todd's Day. Yeah, massive England supporter and very, very knowledgeable. And he said uh, in his English accent. When I saw Dan Cole coming in, I knew I knew we couldn't win a game. Because that guy has been tried so often and not up to it and all that. So um, I was surprised as well. But look at who knows they should have England. You know England have as it so many clubs and so many strong strong clubs. Then again, I suppose Leo does an awful lot of imports playing in England too. There is those, and that's uh, and, you know and, is it and young underage development the way it should be there. Then you say it's having an effect on their game. I think there so. Is, there is some no, little extent. Now, having said that, they could they could put a good score up on Italy. I think they can. Italy probably had their chance to get two wins in a row because they won the last game last year against Wales, if I remember. And if they had two wins in a row, you think it might have been a great stepping stone for them. 
the fact that they performed well will be a boost, but I think it might be a little setback as well, the fact they didn't win last weekend. So there's a chance maybe that they'll say the yeah. chance has gone now and maybe fall back into the Yeah, there's no doubt. I think England will win it. These moral victories are, 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 are a, thing, a, a thing in the past. No good to anybody, yeah. Pat, thanks for your time on the rugby. Finally, before we go, the big news in sport really this week, we go out to the soccer. Men City, the team, the top team in England, one of the top teams in Europe, is the empire about to crumble? That's the big question. That's up to the FA now, isn't it? Um, the Premier League. To go? Premier well, League. Sorry, the Premier League, I should say, of course, 100% right. Um, look at when Will they have the that part of the world gets involved in buying up clubs and running them. You know, uh, isn't a bunch of amateurs sitting around the tables trying to, trying to be kind of uh, abiding by rules. They have their own rules, right? They have the finances to do whatever they, have, they, they have, like. They have no rules, Pat. Simple. And they don't believe in any of the rules of governing bodies or whatever. They say we could bypass those, we can buy out people. So I would be thinking it could be the end of the line. Or they will either be, whether it can be relegated. A fine is useless. Yeah. Fine them. Fine them $20 million, It means absolutely zero. And I mean, I don't think there's that power to fine them that much. So it has to be either relegation or docking a massive load of points. And, uh, and I think they should be punished. And I think there might be one or two other teams down the line in the future who will be coming into the same boat. I mean, there'll be questions asked about the likes of Newcastle as well, even though they're up there at the moment. But, uh, you know, yeah, it is, how have they got there? There's no doubt he's going to open. Look at Chelsea. Yeah, he, Chelsea does spend yeah. more than anyone. I know whatever way Todd Bowley is thrown out his contacts. But it is going to open an awful lot of... Um, kind of, well, there's cans of worms to be opened, I suppose. Everywhere, I Yeah, think. and you, you wonder, I mean... First of all, we'll, if you we'll, take football at the top level, FIFA themselves, we know there's a lot of crookedness. We know there's a lot of corruption. And the thing is then, is there the will at international level... To open it out. To start, is there a will to take it on at official level or is there an awful lot of people on the payroll and they're willing to accept rules are there to be broken and we'll take the money and we'll do the sports washing and we'll allow these massive giant billionaires from the... Middle East or the East or wherever, Eastern, wherever it'll be to come in because of the money they'll bring and the crowds they'll bring and the success they'll bring. But you have to have rules, Leo. So I'm hoping that, the, as you said, Premier League will take action. And well, this, there's, a commission, there's a commission in now, you know, tis what way that's going to be started. Yes. But, you know, as you say, Pat, when there's big money hanging around like that, look at the temptation is always there. There's no doubt about, no doubt about that. Look at one time, nobody could trust boxing. It's going to stay now where nobody trusts foot, uh, soccer or football. Yeah. Because you'd even wonder, like, um, if, this, if, the, if, the, if five or six clubs in England and maybe France or a couple of places like that can buy up the world's top international players and leave most of those sitting at the bench, you know, it's going to lead to an elite anyway. And that's why your European Super League will probably be talked of again. And I, I have a funny feeling that'll be pushed for again as well. Which it is given credence. Given credence, no, there's no doubt about that. And it is, yeah. You're talking about then. You're looking at Juventus, fifteen pints uh, deducted over in Italy, right? That's right. I presume there's other places as well. Hmm. So how many many years ago since Marseille were were thrown out in Absol- in, in, in in France? Absolutely after winning right, the yeah. Champions League. Absolutely you know, right. So yeah, yeah. Didn't today or yesterday? Didn't today yesterday started? But I suppose this this sports washing thing, as as we call it now, we say having the World Cup in Qatar. Is it all part of a bigger picture anyway? Big, when I say big money, we're talking about unbelievable amounts of money now are getting involved, are, are, and corrupted, corrupt countries and businesses 
are, are getting involved in, in football because it's it's a massive way to gain sort of some respectability if you can be successful in buying up a weak club and you have billions to put into it and you can do what you like and bend the rules. So um, there's a lot of sorting to be done. The people will still follow it. We'll all be watching our phones to see how the results are going, watching watching the games on Sky. But you'd wonder, you'd wonder, where will it end? And you'd be hoping the teams that are teams that are abusing their system, the financially abusing the whole system, will be punished. But I, I wouldn't hold my breath. No, with that pet, with that. Thanks, Milan. And that concludes our sports and so here today on Scarpe News Radio in association with Jack Credit Junior. I thank once again to co-presenter and our rugby and soccer analyst Pat McNamara. And you know, fresh from his lovely uh, photo there in the Farmers Journal uh, there, during, during the week, Pat. Uh, yeah, well poor, done, well done on, on that. Good to see you working hard poor, during poor, the week. Poor good, yeah. good to see you working hard during the week. <laughs> My special thanks also uh, to journalist Seamus Hayes for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarab Pakeman Radio. And thanks very much to you for tuning in and listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And thanks to our producer, our, the one and only Jim Collins. So, other remains, it's me, Leo Dial. Until we meet again, it's Ben Day, August Lawn.